I have been through depression. I've been through trials. I've been through, and I, I want so badly just to lift people up and remind people, just tell people that life does get better. You just have to get past that, that veil of darkness, that veil of discouragement, that veil of fear. And as soon as you break plastic, like, like when you're in an airplane and it's like all rainy and stormy, then you bust above the clouds at 30,000 plus feet. You're like, holy cow, it's beautiful up here. the Serve Love Lift podcast. I'm Tiffany Garvin. Years ago, on a quiet beach in Hawaii, I felt the weight of the pervasive pain and struggles we all face in this world, and how much we need each other. Soon after, this movement was born to serve, love, and lift. I believe that we are meant to serve the world with our unique gifts, love ourselves and others, and lift each other up to live with joy. This podcast is here to help you heal your heart and your life and empower you on your path to becoming the best version of yourself. I invite you to listen carefully and jot down notes that come to mind, whether they come from me or your own heart. Then share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Welcome to the Serve, Love, Lift podcast. Today we have one of my favorite people on the planet as a guest. <laughs> His name is Zach Thompson. He's an award-winning movie producer and director and has a few film accomplishments you may recognize, including Independence Day, Dumb and Dumber, and Avatar. He loves traveling and experiencing the diversity throughout the world. He's a bridge builder between cultures and loves to bring people together in understanding through storytelling. Zach is known for co-founding and helping start up online educational companies such as Physio, Autism Training Solutions, and the Supernatural University. He loves to create and inspire others to share their talents with the world. He is also a fantastic husband and father of three boys and one girl. Welcome, Zach. Thank you for being here. Oh, it is such a pleasure. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Good, good. I've been looking forward to this because I know you have such a wealth of experience and love and journeys in your life, developing and sharing your gifts. And your intention is to serve and lift people. So you're just my ideal guest. So I'm so grateful to have you today. Well, thanks. All right. So everyone has an origin story and it's all on their way to fulfilling their purpose or purposes, whatever those may be. What's yours? So that's, it's interesting. I'm still in some ways trying to figure that out. Um, I'm, uh, let's see, I'm 42 now and I feel like I have some things figured out, but part of what makes life so fun is that I'm still trying to explore and still trying to test new things out and see what other talents and gifts I have. So sometimes I think when kids are told like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And maybe they're an astronaut or a superhero. Like, I don't think you need to know. I think you like you have directions and then, and then you try stuff and sometimes it doesn't work out. I've got plenty of failures to, to reference, but a lot of those help point me to the right direction and help kind of 
narrowed down the things that I really enjoy doing and I really am good at and the talents that I can contribute and give back to make the world a better place in my own fun way. I love that. And I love how you have allowed each challenge, each roadblock, each a mistake or failure, whatever you call it, to be a guiding light, to be an influence, to just kind of nudge you, almost like you're playing, you know, bumper or bullying, <laughs> where it's like, nope, that was just something to help me refine that direction. I love how you see it that way. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I once I finally gave myself permission to like, you know, to fail or try something and uh and be able to like, well, fall down and get back up and dust myself off and, and realize, you know, it's, it's okay. That actually takes a lot of courage, especially when you first start off. Totally. I mean, nobody sets out to start a business or do something and expects to fail. I think everybody uh, starts off thinking this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then all of a sudden you get partway through and you realize it's not actually as fun, not as satisfying, maybe doesn't make as much money as you need. And then you go, okay, well, what, what next then? And I don't think there's anything wrong. In fact, I think that's the, the right thing to do. In fact, it's funny, this past week, I was looking at a list of people that have become successful past 50, you know, they were 50 and above. And I was like, okay, good. I still have a couple of years to still even try to figure some things out. <laughs> I mean, there's so many incredible stories. Yeah. Um, shoot. I mean, from Colonel Sanders, I mean, there's so many different stories. Yeah, uh, I can't even name them all right now. I don't want to take up all the time, but it's it's also kind of encouraging to be like, okay, sometimes you look at the Mark Zuckerbergs or people that, you know, they become super successful, super young, and you're like, what? Oh, is that the new standard? And then I think we right. kind of by proxy expect ourselves to be, to not, again, I don't know if success, success is a, an interesting word. Like, what is each of our definition of success, Right. Definitely. Does success mean fame and fortune and being like, you know, a billionaire or a, an actor or something? And I think, you know, because of media and the zeitgeist of our culture, we, you know, I think we kind of think that's what they are subliminally, maybe subconsciously. But when you start to focus on what it is that makes you happy and how, you know, your talents and gifts, yeah. then all of a sudden I think that's when you start to make progress and start to mature. And because that's actually like they say, um, if you find out, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Yes, I love that. You can mention all those su super successful people, all the people that do fit the bill of, okay, they know exactly what they want to do. They are making money. They're successful in all the worldly ways, all the normal societal expectations. But how many of them are not happy? How many of them are having midlife crises or struggling and wondering what they're really accomplishing in their life or feeling that that lack, feeling that empty space because they're not actually finding that joy button, right? Yeah, that's. I love that you're bringing this up because I, I love how you're digging down deeper into like what uh, I think what really makes what really what really makes us happy. Trying to figure out what that is because again, society is kind of behind the eight ball, and you know, they, it's like money and fame. That's what society's pushing. Right. And I know so many successful people that are not satisfied. And it's not because, I mean, again, one of the nice things about having money is that you can throw money to solve your problems. Right. Like that's, that's actually what it's about. Right. I mean, because, but when you've gone through so many struggles and you actually appreciate the value of a dollar, you appreciate like, you know, when somebody gives you something that you actually needed, 
then, I mean, that's where true gratitude comes from. And, and I think at some level, everybody has to go through that or they will never fully be grateful for what they have. Uh, one of the quotes I, I really enjoy, uh, uh, Jim Carrey is a successful actor and he, uh, he's done a lot of, said a lot of different things. But one thing I really enjoy, particularly that he said, is that he said, I hope, or maybe I'm, I'll paraphrase this. He mm-hmm. said, I hope everybody gets exactly what they want, uh, you know, what they dream for, uh, you know, the fame, the fortune, all that. So they realize that's not where real happiness is. And and again, I'm kind of butchering it, but he said, it's interesting because that's somebody who's literally had all the money in the world, can buy anything he wants, can go anywhere in the world. And yet he's had to come through his, you know, to his place where he's like, okay, what really makes me happy? And I think when you're honest with yourself, but it takes a lot of courage to get there. And I think, I, I mean, just to back up, like I have, uh, going way back when I was younger, I was always trying to look at different models of people like uh, mentors and things that I could kind of think, Oh, do I want to do it like that? Or, and I was simplistically looking at it like, okay, well just tell me what to do. Like, so I'd look at a mentor and then I talk with another mentor and they'd almost say the exact difference. So, and the exact opposite thing. And I've found, in fact, I'm trying to write a book right now myself called quit your job and move to Hawaii, where it's like, you actually kind of following my journey of failures and successes. <laughs> and I, and Love it. one of the, one of the things that I was trying to focus on, or I was trying to point out to people is that I found that you talk with one, to- one mentor and they will show how they were successful in one way. And then another mentor, they almost the exact opposite way. So the question is, which do you follow? And the real answer is, but you've got to follow your own intuition. You can look at examples and see how they accomplished it to see if anything applies to you. But I think that's kind of a lazier way of doing things when you think, okay, just tell me what to do. Just point the direction and then I'll go in that direction. But what takes real maturity is when you have to like really think, well, what do I want to do? I can't blame my failures. If I go down that path, because he said I go down that path and, and then I don't like it, I can't, you know, then I'm going to turn around and blame that person for pointing me down that path. And it's like, that's not the, it's not how you do it. You like, you truly have to like, you know, figure out like what you want to do, what makes you happy. But again, it's a, it's not, it's easier said than done. Like you have to try and try like trial and error. Yeah. Well, and I love that too, because if, if you do follow some guru and it doesn't work, right, one way is to blame that guy. But another thing, what I think I'm seeing even more often is the finger pointing back in a harsher way, this self-judgment. It's like, oh, well, this person knows all of this and I couldn't even succeed following them every step of the way. So there must be something wrong with me. And right. And that's even more dangerous, I think. Can I, can I share something? I, if, if there was, if there were two things that I wish every human could possibly know, it would be first and foremost, that they are loved. Yeah. They're loved, whether they believe in a higher power or God, they are loved. Like, and I wish everybody just knew that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, the secret that I have come to find out is that nobody has it figured out. When I was growing up, I used to just assume that adults were smarter than they had all the answers. Then all of a sudden I became an adult and I'm like, and not to sound self-serving, but as I realized, oh, wait, I actually think I know a little bit more than that person. Like, why did I think that person had all the answers? And I guess what I'm getting at is that as we learn and grow and are curious and find and trial and error things, we start to realize that, that, it's like there is no right or wrong way of doing things there and that we do need to trust ourselves more and not beat ourselves up. That's probably the greatest thing that I've learned. The biggest obstacle or the most important thing I've learned in my life is actually 
not just to forgive others, but actually to forgive myself, like actually being more kind to myself. And I make plenty of mistakes. I've made, I've had plenty of failures. And so if somebody looks at me and they're like, oh, but yeah, you're successful. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm only on, on top of the mountain of a mountain of failures. That's, and I've had a few successes. Like, so, so on the social medias, I would, you know, I'll like try to showcase, you know, be like, check it out, like, or whatever, like here are the highlights, here are what I've accomplished, but I don't necessarily show the mountain of failures, you know, because, ah, yeah. No, oh, I love that. And I think you kind of answered this question a little bit, but I want to dive in a little bit more if you don't mind. Yeah. How do we learn to trust ourselves, to listen to that inner voice, to listen to our intuition and trust it? especially when we've made mistakes. So it's, it's interesting. One of, um, in, in my opinion, um, one of my, now mind you, I'm going to back up here to kind of preface this, just so you understand where my, where this all leads to. It doesn't just come, I'm not just pulling out of the air, right? This is, um, I love to study. I love to research. I love history. I love, I love learning from like the great successful people and try to figure out ways to model my life after those, but, but my most favorite example is Jesus Christ yeah. from the scriptures because the whole concept, and I've never, I've never seen anybody else in all my history of like this idea of trying to, you know, he's lifting people out, but also forgiving, right. And yeah. saying, now try harder, let's become better and trying to lift people and show them that, that everyone can become better and be forgiven, which is interesting because the antithesis of that is satanic, which is like, you can never be forgiven. You can never, will never forget your errors, which is like what uh, media right now is doing, right? The cancel Ooh, culture, the, yes. this whole idea of like, oh, if it's like, it's too bad. If you said something 10 years ago and made a mistake, we will crucify you for that dumb comment. And it's like, that is the opposite of the way I like to, that I want to be able to live my life to be like, look, isn't life about trial and error? So why why are we going to try to stop other people? Why are we going to stop our, ourselves from progressing? I mean, obviously we'd make mistakes and hurt each other sometimes, but in that same concept, I've, I've realized that we are designed as humans to literally lean on each other. And, and at the, and that yet the other edge of that sword is the fact that we're also the ones that challenge each other ourselves. We're the ones that right. really like make it different. So we have to find that place where we're forgiving others and forgiving ourselves and, and, and that's why I like to surround myself. So to answer your question in a long way, I feel like I'm looking at this higher example that I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to keep using that example and forgive myself, forgive others. I'm going to try to keep trying, keep trying to surround myself with people that actually do lift me up and don't bring me down, that aren't negative because I don't need that. I mean, we're our own worst enemy the way we totally. talk to ourselves sometimes. Absolutely. And it makes it, the world is making it unsafe to just be. It's totally unsafe to make mistakes. It's unsafe because you don't know what the, the repercussions are going to be. Making a simple mistake can end somebody's career nowadays. Whereas, you're, like you're saying, I totally agree that this life is meant to, to invite us to try. Try and fail. I mean... You know, besides Yoda saying there is no try, you know, there's only do, right? <laughs> but it, no, it has to be try. I have to try. I have to do whatever variation of commitment that is, right? <laughs> Go all in. But there has to be 
a safe space in order to do that. Otherwise, we squash ourselves before we even step out the door. I mean, this podcast is an example of that. I'm right. I'm 48. (laughs) We're neither of us are spring chickens, but the with that age, with that maturity comes this, you know what, I've got to at least try. This isn't going to be perfect. Nobody's going to, you know, love every episode and not everybody's going to like the podcast at, at all. But I have to try. I have to, you know, that nagging inside of us that says, no, you have a message. You you really need to say something. No, you really do. And as much as we say, well, it doesn't feel safe, or I'm not smart enough, or I haven't figured it out yet, or, you know, the myriad of things that we can talk ourselves out of doing something good and positive to lift the world. <sighs> it's just, there's this short circuit moment. It's like, okay, I'm just not going to do it. But then that keeps nagging and it keeps pushing until people like you and I and lots of people out there that want to lift the world are like, you know what? I just have to do something, even if it's imperfect, right? We've heard that it done is better than perfect. Yeah, something, yeah, done is better than perfect. Yeah, I love that. It's it's funny. I'm so glad you're that you're doing this podcast because like you said, I think it will resonate with some people and, and hopefully it re- resonates with a lot of people. And some people won't be in the place to be able to appreciate it. Some people, and 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 uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a religious person, a spiritual person. You know, I uh, but I also understand science, and and I think one of the ways to describe that that a lot of people that aren't religious don't, uh, which is fine, that don't don't actually have that same kind of terminology. Use you know words like vibration. And it literally is a real thing. If you're vibrating at a higher level, yes, it's more light, more vibration. If you understand the electromagnetic yeah. spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. If you then you attract more light. You're you surround. You know you want more light. If you're vibrating at a lower level, you're not going to you know resonate with a higher light message, right? And so, but the thing is, you got to forget about those, you know, and just be like, well, hope them the best, and and hope that they get to a point where they're ready, you know, and learn when they're ready. But to be able to pass messages, you know. Like, like it's nagging at you. Like that's why I'm so excited that you're doing this because a couple of years ago, we tried to do this where I was even thinking, you know, <laughs> there are plenty of podcasts of successful people that jump on. They're like, Oh, how'd you become successful? And we thought, well, that's actually, you know, that's not as enticing as following somebody that's going along the progress of trying to do it. And then, so you feel like, well, I don't know if this person's successful yet. We never, we filmed a bunch of episodes, never released it, but I like what you're doing because this same idea of that I'm kind of like, I feel is something that more, more people need to know. I think more people need to realize that, you you know, it's easier said than done to try. But when you realize that, that, you know, the struggles that everybody goes through, because when we see somebody successful, we're like, oh, of course they were successful. They had, you know, this intelligence or those good looks or that money to back them up or this or that. And so we think, of course they were successful. And then when you see somebody uh, that's not arrived where they, you know, at their place yet. Um, then we kind of think, oh, okay, well, are they successful yet? I mean, it's a terrible human nature to actually do that, but that's what we do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think it's one some of the things that I kind of want to like open the kimono up, like, you know, reveal is just be like, look, no one has it figured out. And, and if you just keep like, like I, I'm constantly trying to just encourage people to just go home and try stuff, just try it. And of course I try to practice what I preach. I've 
I failed a bunch of different times early on. Like you mentioned in the beginning, I got to work on some really fun projects as a young kid. And then later on, I got to, you know, direct and produce some things and, you know, won some awards for those. And each, every time we do get like a little success, we do build a little bit of confidence. Like it makes it look like, oh, okay, I can do that. And like, I can handle like some of the criticisms that might come. But then you get to this point where you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not afraid I, to try anymore. I'm not afraid to even fail anymore. And, and I, was it Mark Twain that said, uh, when you're 20, you care what everybody thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everybody thinks. And then 60, you realize that no one ever cared what you you know, thought at all. And you're like, why did I waste all that time worrying about other people? And not in a negative or malicious way, but just in a, like, you know, that people, I think we just are too judgmental of ourselves. And then we're surprised. I know more people that are successful that have imposter syndrome because they still don't think they've actually figured it out. And they think that they're like, oh, they're nervous because they think, uh-oh, as soon as, as soon as somebody finds out that I'm actually not a really good actor or I'm not really – like I got lucky at this, I'm going to be exposed. And so they live with this imposter syndrome. And I think if more people knew that, that are trying, that are you know, like trying to do their thing and trying to figure it out, I think they'd be a lot more encouraged realizing, okay, nobody really has it figured out. Now, and I say that with a caveat. I mean like – you know, my brothers are doctors and they, you know, my one brother's a super, he's a, an incredible eye surgeon and he's mastered that. He's mastered becoming an eye surgeon. Um, and no offense to Jordan, but it's not like he understands, you know, <laughs> quantum physics, quantum mechanics, or like, you know, he doesn't mean he's a master at everything. He's like mastered certain things he's really good at. And so when you look at it like that and stop looking at people thinking, okay, they, they must have it all. They must know it all. They don't. Right. But anyway, I, I I, one of the things I wanted to share is that to kind of back up, I went on my own tangent, but one of the things I find that I feel is really important is that I've, we've tried and failed. I've come up with these different businesses before, like treasure hunt Hawaii and Hawaii cookie love and all these different businesses that kind of succeeded or you know, failed. And we did, we dropped before it went too far. I could rattle off a dozen of these and then a few successes in there, right? Like uh, autism training solutions that we built from scratch and, uh, physio, we teach medical, you know, online medical, you know, training videos for medical students to, and, um, but one of the things that I've, but even, even be, since then, I'm still constantly trying to think, because if I tell people, I'm like, look, this is such a satisfying feeling when you accomplish something that you want that feeling for everyone and everybody needs to do it. Kind of like with you know, back in, I don't know if they still do this, but back in elementary school, you'd have like show and tell. And so somebody get up and you're like, I'll check out this cool thing I created or this cool, this toy I got, or this trip we went on or, and everybody deserves a few minutes of attention like that. Um, and if somebody is actually wanting to heart, hoard all the attention, then, then you need to kind of back off and like appreciate other people. Yeah. That's, but everybody needs to be appreciated. Everybody needs to, you know, be seen, you know, for what they're bringing to the, to the table. Yeah. And, and, and so one one the the one thing that I that I find that I'm I'm trying to practice what I preach. And so even though I've had a I figured out a few things that I'm good at and that I want to keep doing, I also at the same time I come home and I'll throw metaphorically stuff at the wall. So or look at things that I'm afraid of and I think, oh, what why am I afraid of that? And then I think I'm gonna do it. I don't care. And so perfect example, I'm literally taking singing lessons and my whole life. I was like, I'm, I don't have a good voice. And now I'm every week I'm taking singing lessons and I'm going to sing with a couple of like young kids at like a recital, you know, in, I guess in a couple of weeks or months or something. And then, 
And then on top of that, like uh, about two years ago, I read this, I was reading to my children, this, you know, uh, children's book. And I was like, this is not very good. I was like, I could probably <laughs> do a better job at this. So I wrote these three children's books and they haven't even come out yet, but it was just funny that then I got them illustrated over the course of time. And so now I'm actually a children's book author. Yes. And before you go any further, because I want you to keep talking, I adore those books. I got to read them. So if somebody is listening and wants to see what they are, then leave us a comment or something. We'll get you hooked up because they're so adorable. Go ahead. But see, that's just it. I'm not a, but that's just it. I never saw myself as a children's book author. I just tried something, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then, and then in fact, this is a perfect example. I'll use that as an example. So um, I've written scripts and different things for movies. We've got some different projects in the works, but it's a different beast to ta- uh, tackle children's books. So I, I reached out to people and I was like, Hey, how, can you tell me how this, take a look at this? And they're like, Oh, Zach. And then they'd mark stuff up and they're like, you gotta be like, your rhyming's good, but you need to, there's, there's numbers. There's so many pages per children's book. So I had to rework it and tweak and adjust. So if you were to look at the book, you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Well, that didn't just come out of my head the first time I had to trial and error that. And this is, this is what I'm trying to expose is that it doesn't just come easily. Like it, you know, you just, you have to try and then not be afraid of failing. And now, obviously, like I, I didn't release them before they were done because I didn't want people to be like, those really terrible. But then I got them to a point where I was like, okay, <laughs> these may not be award winning yet, but um, there's something I can at least share. And then I can practice what I'm preaching. So when I'm telling other people, I'm like, look, go home, try something, write down and I, and write down, like, what do you like to do? Make a list of the things you like to do. Make the thing, a list of the things that scare you. Make it a list of the places you want to go in the world. And then start looking at it and think, why am I not doing those things? What do I need to do? You start prioritizing. You start shifting. You start looking at, you think like, well, I would like to do this, but that's more of a hobby that probably can't make a lot of money. This I'm good at. This I like to do. And then you start, anyway, so there's, I think there's different ways of doing that. And there's a lot people smarter than I am that have, you know, can articulate that really well, but it's just kind of like, you know, I finally got to this point where I've had a few successes amongst a mountain of failures. And I'm like, okay, I have enough confidence to try again and fail again. If, if that, if that's what happens, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. That's powerful because I think it's fear that paralyzes us in whatever area of life it is, whether it's uh, going for a job interview or or improving your employment or starting a business or starting a family or, you know, whatever, just sharing who you are with the world, because that's so scary. <laughs> no, it's funny because I, I just, I, I, I'm so glad you invited me because I, at my core, I just want other people to create. I mean, I truly believe that we are sons and daughters of a God, a creator that has created worlds without number. And science is just barely figuring out with our telescopes that there are endless worlds and how arrogant we are to think if we are literally the only ones here, like science, like just like, it's impossible. If you have children and you see that they all come with these different personalities, you're like, there's no way there's not a God. There has to be a God. Like, you you know what I mean? But even if, And so my, I guess what I'm saying is like, I truly believe that if people just have the courage to try and know that they're special, inherent, innately special, yes. and that you come, everybody comes with gifts and we can also develop gifts and we can try new things, but you just kind of have to start someplace. And then it has to be the things that you're interested in, not in the things that you're, 
your mom says, you got to be a doctor, you got to be a certain, you know, a, you know, an accountant or whatever, because they'll make a lot of money for you. It's like, yeah, they will, you know, they, they can, but where true happiness is when you actually start to create and do the things that you like and, and everything, every single one of those things comes with their own difficulties. I mean, it's none of them are easy. Everything you do will have inevitable obstacles, anything worth doing. Yes. You know, it's going to have obstacles, but if you're at least going down the path that, you know, excites you, then you're going to overcome those obstacles a lot more easily and, and be persistent pushing through them rather than going, wait, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And then bailing just the first sign of something gets difficult or the first sign of rejection or the first time you get, you know, rejected. Some criticism or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, there's so much in what you just said. So let's dive down one of those. What happens when we push through, when we do find something we're interested in and we try it and it's hard and we keep pushing because I think there's magic in that space. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah. In fact, I got to share something with you. So, and again, this is just as an example, I'm, so I've actually received like 35 awards for different things for cinematography and editing and things like that. But back in college, I got a D in photography. (laughs) (laughs) So, so again, if I were to listen to my teacher who again, had his opinions, um, and told me that I was wrong. And I, you know, I turned in all the assignments. I did all the different things. So the fact that I got a D was just like, to me, it was like astonishing. And if I would have listened to that and been discouraged uh, by him being like, well, you got a D. And I'm like, how did it, because of your subjective criticism of my stuff. Um, I mean, if you think about the things that, you know, that people say to you, I mean, they really do have an effect on us. Yes. Um, I'm in, in one of the books, uh, I, 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 the children's books, I actually wanted my kids to kind of like have a moral. Yeah. And, I, and I think the line was, I wrote in there, um, uh, it's yeah, people, people need to be nicer, but only you can choose to be happy or sad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but that still doesn't mean that words don't hurt. They do have an effect. They do, they can encourage or, or encourage. I mean, so there's an amazing quote from Bruce Lee. He says, don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke. Your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling, he says. Change the way you speak about yourself and you are, and you can change your life. What you're, not cho- uh, what you're not changing, you're also choosing. So just by default, by not picking positive things, by not being anxiously engaged in a good cause, by not you know, speaking, like having those positive affirmations where you just tell yourself, um, I know it sounds kind of hokey, at least when I was younger and I was like a toxic masculine, no, I'm just kidding. When I was a, <laughs> when I was a, you know, kid, you know, that I was thinking, oh, I, I can push through it. But the reality is, yeah. And I, and I did, but the thing is not without its toll. I mean, the reality is if I just actually spoke kinder about myself, instead of being so self-deprecating all the time, I think I would have excelled a lot quicker. Another thing that, I'm reminded by is that I was a terrible communicator um, in my youth and high school. Like I couldn't, I was constantly stumbling over my words. And uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I got one of my degrees in college in communications, because I knew I needed to get better. I tried Toastmasters. I kept trying. And now at least I can carry on a conversation with people, even if it does sound like, seem like it's bouncing around. 
Um, but I can actually share a few thoughts better. So again, that's something I've actually overcome as well as being able to share, at least from my core, how mm -hmm. I feel and the ideas that I'm wanting to share, even if it's, even if it's too much, like some people are like, Zach, you're too intense. You know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to run the risk of like not sharing if there's a pos possibility that I can be share some positivity and lift somebody else up. Oh, oh I love that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, this comes from really difficult things. I mean, I like to spend 96% of my, my life being present now. Like right now, I'm here with you and I'm just enjoying this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I get to share a couple of things that hopefully somebody can find some value in as well in their life or apply what works to them. Um, but I remember, I just remember like the, the difficulties in some of the things of overcoming. I remember uh, sharing a, uh, I had, I had a few friends commit suicide in high school and it was, it, it, I, I remember just thinking to myself, could I have said something? Could I have done something more? Like, could I have helped in some way? And uh, I usually like everything that uh, Abraham Lincoln says, but he said this quote about, uh, you know, you know, keeping your mouth closed, uh, you know, you know, to be thought a fool and, and open your mouth and remove all doubt. And I've like hated that quote. I've hated that quote ever since because I, that's probably not what he meant, but the, what, the way I took it was, I would rather overshare than not share enough at this point because I have been through depression. I've been through trials. I've been through, and I, I want so badly just to lift people up and remind people and just tell people that life does get better. You just have to get past that, that veil of darkness, that veil of discouragement, that veil of fear. And as soon as you break plastic, like, like when you're in an airplane and it's like all rainy and stormy. And then you bust above the clouds at 30,000 plus feet. You're like, holy cow, it's beautiful up here. <laughs> I, I couldn't see this. I couldn't see how bright and beautiful it was up here. And that's the exact same way it is when we can get past that discouragement and that, that negativity, that depression, that, that, you know, thinking that we can't do it. But as soon as you break past, you're like, oh my gosh, guys, it's actually great up here. So you start reaching down for other people and you're like, just do it. It's easier than you think. Just try something, create something, write a poem and be like, I wrote a poem today. It may not be, you know, the greatest poem, but like, just do it. And then you'll just like in the little video games that we used to play, like the life meter of the little bars, right? Every time you, you get one of you, you know, do something, something, you build a little bit more confidence and then you can, you get stronger for the next thing. Oh, I love that. And I think the quote is, it's better for man to think you're a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But I just watched IQ the other day again <laughs> for the 20 millionth time. Uh -huh. And I love the quote in there that kind of counters that. It says, I'd rather be an optimist and a fool than a pessimist and right. <laughs> yeah. Good? yeah, I like that. Genius nuggets. And, and it's interesting because I, I, I get the concept, but I'm, I'm assuming like, we're not talking about somebody that's just rattling off dumb information all day like that. Totally. And obviously, you know, then that person needs to hear that quote and be like, maybe don't tell everybody every thought that runs through right. your brain, but assuming <laughs> that a person actually has something good to contribute or is, or just even has the right intention to want to yeah. help. 
even if they say the wrong thing or don't say it perfectly. And I'm, I'm okay with that now, but if people can sense that I genuinely want to help, mm-hmm. I think they'll look past all of my flaws. They'll look past all of my, you know, non sequiturs. I look past all of the, all the mistakes I make, um, and just be patient. So. Yeah. Intention is king. I yeah. totally believe that because when it's real intention, not just, well, I intended to blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Intention, meaning the desires of your heart, the desire of your heart is to lift and help. And even if the words come out jumbled, even if you aren't eloquent or whatever it is, people will feel that. I truly believe that they will feel that. And because of that, it, they can receive it. Even, even if it's not the words that they're receiving, they're receiving the feeling that love. You have so much love in you and it just oozes out it it's amazing and I know that people feel that because my whole family has been around you and we have all felt it (laughs) and it's just a yummy space to be because you know you're in good hands when you're around Zach you know you're safe you know you're loved you're accepted you can say something totally stupid trip all over things and you're still going to be loved I wish there were more people like you in the world. And I know they're oh, that's so kind, you know, that's actually really kind. I, but again, in all fairness, I have been, I've, I've experienced the other side where I've not been kind and mm-hmm. I vibrated at lower level and I've actually been mad and sad. And at times when I've, then I've looked at others and I'm like, I'm almost mad that they're happy or, oh. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this how Lucifer is? <laughs> like, oh. like you, just, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and I think it's some, if, if you're feeling that where you're looking negatively or trying to find faults in others, you got to realize you're vibrating at a lower level. And yes. what you need to do, one of the things that one of my friends, Kane Ng, he's, uh, he's the COO of Happy Madison Productions. And, and one of the things that, ha- uh, ha- what's the guy's name? Uh, Adam Sandler said, he actually said, I like to surround myself with people that lift me up. Yeah. And if you combine that quote with what do they say, five, the five people you hang around, they're wrong. People, like that's going to be your, you know, you know, level of intelligence, roughly your monetary, like how, you know, the way you live your life, you're going to pick up those pieces. So, and that is so true, by the way, you, you are what you think you are, what you eat, you are what you consume and what you're around. And so if you intentionally try to find people that lift you up and that are positive and that are encouraging, those are the people you need to spend more time with. And in fact, if you have negative people in your life, even as pain, even their family or people that you've known your whole life, sometimes you might need to take a break from those people. So I'm giving you permission, just like I gave to my, I told one of my uh, business partners, I said, you've got a lot of people that are just like, that are just energy sucks. They mm-hmm. just are sucking your energy because they're negative. And of course they want to be around you. You're positive and lifting, you're helpful and everything, but they're, they're like, a, it's like a, they're constant withdrawals, like a bank, right? They're not depositing anything. They're just constantly draining the account, their relationship account, and they're not putting anything back. And I'm like, you have to like take a break from those people because you can't afford yourself to, you know, be in a negative space. And it's funny after like a year and a half now, she's like, Zach, she reminded me that the other day. And she's like, remember you told me to do that. And I was like, it's like, I am such in a better place now. I actually spend time with people I want to be around and, and, and it's more valuable and I can be more present anyway. Wow. That's powerful. So let's go back to what you said a minute ago about when you were in a, 
negative space and a lower vibration. How long did it take you to really realize it before you shifted, before you started changing how you were? Well, so... Maybe that's the wrong question. I don't care how long it took you, but how did you get out? So there, so trial and error is what it was. Okay. So it, I, it didn't happen the first time around. In fact, I remember one of the first times I was really, really discouraged with something. It became incredibly overwhelming. And I was like, you know, like everybody does when tragedy strikes. We're like, why me, God? Why, why is this happening to me, right? That discouragement and actually almost feeling like this is not fair and being frustrated and mad and thinking... And wanting to point fingers, you know, go through the different stages of grief, right? And all the different, but I, I found that the more I practiced, as soon as I was honest with myself and I was like, okay, because I've been able to have access to good mentors, good family, I come from good stock that, that taught me the right way. Even if I had to touch the metaphorical hot stove a couple of times to realize, <laughs> oh, they were right. So I was able to draw on those words yeah. and remember, like, be honest with myself. Even if I didn't tell anybody, I was like, that Zach, this is not how you do it. And so I remember it took myself to kind of get out of that funk, that, that negativity. I remember the first time, major, dis incredible disappointment. It took me months, months. Wow. And then, but I practiced and then I finally kind of got over it. Then the next time it happened, it took me weeks. Oh, yeah. And then the next time it hacked me, it took me, it took me days. And, and because I keep practicing on going through these kind of ups and downs, I'm able to overcome it quicker. Mm -hmm. So now when I get discouragement, sometimes I hear, here's some negative news. If I'm good at two things in the world, the, you know, smoking steaks, like a really good steaks. And I'm, and I'm actually <laughs> practiced. I'm really practiced on actually going, okay, how do we, how do we process this disappointment really quickly, this frustration, and then get back to reality, get back into a positive space because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done. You know, I just want to spend 96% of my life in a positive place. There are going to be tragedies. There are going to be things. But if I can spend that much amount of my time, even just being present, and then 2% of my time reminiscing about the past, learning from the past, 2% of my time planning for the future, but just trying to be present, I find that I'm more in tune. Because if, if not, I oscillate too much in and out of like the, the intuition, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, the knowledge, the ether that is you know, putting positive information into my brain. And if you read uh, Nikola Tesla, he talks about that in his book. He describes how he literally receives revelation for his designs. Really? And you're like, how can I, how can I do that more? Right. Uh, and it's being honest with yourself, I think, and being trying to intentionally be in a positive space. I mean, there's a bunch of other clues, you know, praying, yeah. meditating, like call me, trying to clear your mind so you can actually, you know, be receptive. But again, if you're, if you're watching negative stuff all day, you're going to become negative. Mm -hmm. If you're literally watching the news all day, you think the world's going to end tomorrow. Right. Like you think that like, if you, like you, if you focus intentionally, I remember going through this process during 2008, like and the subsequent years when social media, I was thinking, Oh, I'll, I'll help change the world and correct that person's wrong opinion. And then you like, you learn quickly. You're like, Oh my goodness. Everybody deserves to have their own opinion yeah. and their own, you know, but it's not my job to correct people per se. And I, and I learned, I was like, okay, this is not, this is a waste of time. So instead of putting anything counter or negative, like I was like, I'm going to intentionally make 10 po posts of positivity. In fact, I started off, I know it's probably kind of a weird little thing I did, but the first thing was like, if I'm going to post one thing where I'm like, Hey, 
freedoms, you know, we deserve to, you know, have freedoms or whatever. And somebody's like, that's oppressive, you know, go socialism <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, mm. and I thought, you know what? People can have their opinions. For every post of like that that I post, I'm going to post nine positive things, just uplifting things. And then I quickly realized it's not even worth, you know, getting in arguments with people. And I just thought anything I post is just going to be positive because it's not the venue to really, I know it probably sounds strange, but it was just a no. little I had to go through. Oh no, not at all. I love that you're that self-aware that you're trying to accomplish something good and trying to balance out the, the conversation in the world and, and that you had that awareness because I don't think a lot of people take that time to, to be self-aware. And it kind of goes back to what you say about being as honest with yourself. I think there's a space there that might not feel very safe for people. And just, I don't even know if I can articulate, but I just am getting a sense that there's, there are people that, that view being honest with themselves as unsafe. Because if they're honest with themselves, then maybe there is, well, then they have to face the poo that they're telling themselves, right? And maybe they don't have the strength to change that yet. And so having that honest conversation might be really hard for people. You know what? That, that is another real truth right there. And I want to talk about that for a second, because let's say people aren't strong enough to do you know, to immediately overcome or face or fix some of their problems. Mm -hmm. But I've come to find out that just knowing, just, just being honest with yourself, even if you're like, if you're at this level, just, you know, think, okay, I'm not going to fix this right now, but I'm going to be honest with myself. Mm -hmm. I need to stop doing this. Wow. And if you can just be honest with yourself and be like, you know what, for the next few weeks, I'm not going to even try to fix this problem I have. I'm just going to be honest with myself. There it is. It needs to be fixed. But if you can also know that you're unconditionally loved, maybe not by the enough people around you, which can be discouraging, but you really are. And everybody has innate intrinsic value. And yes. this is why I wish I could share one-on-one -on -one with everybody, but it's just not feasible. That's one of the reasons why I want to write some of these books yeah. is because I want to be able to be encouraging and let people and show people like, look, I have to, I have little tricks to think that I've been trying to figure out myself. But if you, if you can just be honest, then you can go, okay, there's the problem. And then if you can have the, the next, that's, but that's 90% of the battle. And then if you can go, okay, well, how are ways I can cut back on this or stop this or, you know, do better. And then it's going to be in the back of your mind that you'll be like working on and think, you know what? I'm still loved regardless of my flaws, you know? That's and if you can actually, if people can just know that and just be like, okay, and then like little by little, try to work on, don't try to fix everything tomorrow. It's so overwhelming. I actually did that back when I was like 19 or 20. And I actually overwhelmed myself from going from like a rambunctious teenager to trying to do everything almost perfect to a T and it, and it uh, wore me out. And I actually wasn't as patient with myself and others um, because one of my greatest disappointment was also kind of uh, judging others by how I would have done something. And it's not fair. It's just not fair. And, and I find it's a little bit easier for me to look at people, to get along with people when I look at them as sons and daughters of a God, of a heavenly father. Yeah. And again, this, because again, I don't care if somebody's not religious, that's fine. You know, and I still love you regardless, but I'm just sharing, I mean, I'm sharing my experiences, my perspective, my perspective and what I believe that has helped me. And so, you know, if some of the stuff that I share helps, then great. If not, then 
it's like, hey, then we at least we can get along, right? And, and <laughs> absolutely, I mean, and that mindset goes into helping somebody realize. Well, that means that we're all brothers and sisters. That means that that even if somebody's having a hard day, I can give them some kind of you know benefit of the doubt because. Man, when I'm having a hard time, I can tend to be a little grumpy. So maybe that's what's going on with them. Maybe they're not a bad person. I mean, in fact, I think there are far fewer bad people in the world than there are traumatized people. Yeah. I think we're all wounded and we're all doing the best we can. And and a lot of us, all of us, can do better. Some of us just a little bit more than others, right? But if we can see each other as all brothers and sisters, we're all part of the same family, even even like you say, if, if it's not in reference to God, but we're a human family. Yeah, yeah. Just it is what it is. And pull the judgment out of the conversation. Like you said, we judge ourselves so harshly. And because of that, we judge other people. And then we feel judged because that's what's going on in our heads. So it must be going on in their heads. So we don't feel safe. And it's just this terrible spiral. So if we can pull back on the judgment, starting with ourselves, right? The honesty thing. Look at what we're doing, honestly. See that weakness and just go, okay, that's a thing. It is. There's no more use in trying to avoid it, ignore it, be in denial. It is a weakness. Okay, there it is. And then pulling back from the judgment, refraining from judgment, because it's not over, right? We're not at judgment time. We're not at judgment day. There's still time to improve. There's, that's what this life is about. <laughs> it's an opportunity to grow and do better and become better and become more of who we are in that space. And we can't do it if we constantly are judging ourselves. We've got to allow for that space to happen in between. We make a mistake. Ooh, okay, there's recognition. There's, you know, trying to fix it. There's... Well, even if we try to, even if we take baby steps, right? Yes. Because I, mean, I, I know that there have been times, there have been times when, um, like, even if you're just being honest with yourself, even if you don't, if you're, if you don't have enough courage to talk with a therapist or somebody to walk you through that problem or help somebody. If you're not to that place where you're in AA or in, or in some place where you're like, I'm just going to be honest because this is a safe space. Even if you just tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to keep this to myself for now, but I'm going to be honest with myself. And if you do that, like that's a huge, that takes power. That takes courage. That takes, it shows that you're making an effort. And I think that the universe at large is going to help support and lift you up in that in that same, same element. It's, it's funny. I just, I just feel despite all the trials and things that I've been gone, that I've gone through and I'm going through, I, I'm constantly, I've got a few friends that are <clears throat> very close. One friend, he's, he's actually from Wilson, North Carolina. And, you know, and he's been relating his experience of being a, you know, a black guy in America. Right. And, uh, and at first I didn't quite understand it because that's not the, that's not how I saw things. That's I'm not from the South. I didn't see, I don't see racism every day. Like, you know, he experienced. And, and as soon as I started shifting my paradigm and just started listening and just started like hearing what he was saying, it didn't necessarily mean, not that I was trying to give up saying, I'm going to agree with everything he says. Um, but I was just going to listen. Right. That was my, and, uh, and the more I realized, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm just so 
I'm lucky that I've been sheltered from so much negativity. And then the more and more I care, the more and more I learn. And like you see all the different problems in this world. I'm like, I want to do more. I have to do more. Um, in fact, posting a, you know, a flag, you know, or some symbol on your social media. I don't know how much helps people. Um, at least in my opinion. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to at least try to help where I can. And, and, um, and so we've, you know, my wife and I, we've tried to, we've, we've adopted a few children and we've tried to help different people wherever we can, because um, I, we've gotten to that point where we're like, we want to, again, practice what we're preaching. If this is the world that I want to live in, then I want to give to where I, where I think the world, you know, if everybody just gave a little, if everybody just does a little, I know that's probably kind of, it's a little bit kind of different take on it, but I guess my, um, you know, kind of in a different direction. But my point is I if you feel, like you said, if you feel loved, if you feel that other people are, you know, have that same worldview. And I, I love how you said about, I truly believe the same thing. I think the majority of people in this world are good people just trying to do, try to do their things. Now, a lot of us, you know, we're ignorant perhaps to other people's trials. We're ignorant to understanding like I was with, with my friend. And that's not the first time I'm like, Oh, I not, it didn't come from a place of, you know, I wasn't trying to be mean. It was just, I was ignorant to understanding him. And so I think one of the last things I would, uh, oh, my son's trying to knock on the door. Uh, <laughs> one of the last things I would like to share is like, uh, that I would really like to drive home is that I found that even if we're not, uh, even if we don't agree, which is totally fine, totally fine. I feel that if we can at least try to understand one another, I think we're going to be, the world will just be a better place. I mean, good, perfect example. I mean, when, when we're in an ignorant place and we just assume because there's a lot of war and things going on in the Middle East, we think, oh, all Muslims are, you know, hate Americans. And it's like, well, that's an extremely, you know, ignorant thing. But, but the funny thing is there are a lot of people that we bundle races and colors and cultures. And when you, if you shift your paradigm and realize there is good and bad in every culture, and if you can isolate those people in your culture and be honest with yourself and be like, okay, they're actually... Okay, those guys aren't aren't us. They don't represent us. Then I think that we're gonna you know be able to build bridges between cultures and be able to come together more on understanding. And I think a really good example of that is um, people that are in sports. I'm actually not that big into sports, but they're their sports team. They're like, oh, this our team's better than their team. And they're and then I tell them, I'm like, well, did you know that the your the opposing team, your arch rivals, do you know that 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 guy that quarterback actually did like. Uh, these terrible like dog fights and they're like, what? That's terrible. I hate him even more now. And then I go, Oh wait, sorry, excuse me. That was actually your guy on your team. And then they're like, well, and then they're like a lot more forgiving of their team. Right. But if you are actually like willing to just identify, it's like, no, that guy's wrong. And that guy's wrong, whether he's on my team or part of my, this, and then, if you can be strong enough to try to encourage that person to become better, that's the next best thing, but at least not trying to bundle people together and actually just trying to understand where people are coming from, even if we don't end up agreeing. Yeah. So powerful. Just that simple invitation because this world is chaotic. It, it just is. It's crazy. And it's not going to get any more peaceful overall. And the more we can help each other, right? Understand each other, make space for understanding, yes. soften the judgments, be more honest, 
be willing to share our gifts to help lift other people, uh, that is a powerful, powerful invitation. So thank you, Zach. Oh, of course. I could, epic. I could, I could talk with you for hours, but I know, you know, it's, we've been all over the place, but I, I hope if, if nothing else that, you know, as we've been talking, other people can feel that there are, are a lot of us out there that want to lift each other up. And even if you can do nothing else, but when you go to the store or go to work and you just smile at people, just start with smiling at people and you will change the world. I love it. Let's end with that. Bless your heart, Zach. We will definitely do this again. Okay, awesome. All Thanks right. so much, Tiffany. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for being with me. Remember to share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. Don't want to wait for next week for new insights and wisdom? Go to www.tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing for a free guide to help you begin healing the emotional wounds that are holding you back. Again, the link is tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing. It will be in the show notes as well. I believe in you. See you next week.